Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Third episode in this thing. Golden Boot Podcast. How everybody doing tonight? Ant, what's good, Petty Murphy? What's happening with y'all boys? All right, Daniel, D. Will, what's good with you, man? What's good, what's good? All right, all right, all right. Honey Bun, it's good to see you behind the behind the beat. Well, I ain't gonna say it's good to see you. But what you here? You here? How you doing tonight, my boy? I'm not doing good. Can't complain, but that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, we got a lot to get into, fellas. Uh, spring football is here. The Brian Kelly era begins. Brian Kelly opened with a uh, spring presser and uh, talked about uh, his expectations for the spring and stuff and talked about uh, some, a little bit of the relationship with the players. Kind of stirred up a little controversy. Um, well, I ain't going to say controversy, but he stirred up a few things. Uh, uh, got everybody wondering, you know, so how good is uh, how good is the relationship with Kayshawn Booty? So, uh, Ant, did you hear the presser? Did you hear the, the comments? What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh I heard I heard the presser. Um and honestly I was I was glad to hear a lot of things that I heard from Brian Kelly and the presser. Um he sounded very professional. He sounded like he had a grasp of what was going on with the program and, and that he you know, he was in charge of everything that was going on. As far as the comments with uh with K Sean, I think I think we kinda we can't we can't look too deep into what he was saying. I think he basically was saying that, you know, Kayshawn had another surgery, that he was, you know, recovering from that, rehabbing from that. So he hasn't really been around Kayshawn a lot to to build that relationship, but he looks forward to building that relationship. And and I think that he, he was kind of, in a sense, calling out Kayshawn to kind of, you know, be more around the team and be more involved and not be distant while he is going through this rehab. Yeah, so um, I agree. Um, I think one thing that um, as fans, we're not used to uh, coaches holding players accountable and kind of whether, you know, good or bad, putting them out there. Uh, Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, kind of goes along to what you're saying. You know, we're not used to, you know, players – I mean, coaches holding players accountable – And, um, you know, a lot of times, too, you know, guys want to be told um, not what to do, but they want to be held accountable. And in the past, you know, a lot of stuff has gone, um, you know, under the radar. You know, a lot of players were were allowed to get away with a lot of things. And BK is not going to let that happen. But not only that, you know, he also said in an interview that he wasn't a dummy, you know, that he knows pretty much he knows that he needs Kayshawn and he's going to do whatever it takes uh, to make sure – you know, we keep him. But uh, I honestly think that that comment was just to let him know that he, he needs to be around his teammates a little bit more. All right. So uh, we've seen this before from another pretty good coach uh, talking about a certain player and uh, calling people out, uh, but talking to everybody through mm-hmm. the media. Uh, and we all know that's that's one of Saban's uh, staples. Um, Chris. I know you you kind of avidly follow football and stuff, and um, you are you are truly entrenched in, in kind of what's what's going on. Uh, what are your thoughts about the press and, and kind of everything that happened? Well, I, well, I think Brian Kelly, you know, he's a different. He brought that 
difference in what we had the last couple of years with other coaches. Like he's very professional. He seems like he can run a program pretty good. And with uh, Kayshawn, man, uh, if you ever seen the interview where Kayshawn was on, he ain't the. He seemed like he ain't the type of guy that's not very social. So I'm I'm thinking that's what Brian Kelly was getting that from when he was saying he needed to be around the team more. You know, get involved more. So yeah, that's what I think about the press conference. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Brian Kelly wasn't the only person that had a a pretty spicy. Uh, uh, he wasn't the only person that had a pretty spicy uh, interview this week, um, or, or last week rather. Kyron Lacey went on Jordy Jordy Collada show and uh, pretty much called out uh, all all the quarterbacks. I think he, you know, I don't think he was trying to talk to the media. I mean, talk to to everyone through the media, but uh, Kyron Lacey made the the comments that uh, the coaches aren't. I mean, I'm sorry, the the quarterbacks aren't going outside of the, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the required. Um, they aren't throwing. Their arms are tired. Um, is Now, my question is not necessarily um, is what Kyron Lacey said wrong, but uh, first, because we'll get back to that. First, is that cause for concern? Um, anybody want to jump on this first? Is there a cause for concern to worry about what the quarterback said? Daniel, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, let me go let me, ahead. Let me get this. Let me get this one. Nah, man. I uh, you know what, Kyron, Kyron Lacey. Before I, before I say my point, Kyron Lacey reminds me of Jarvis Landry. Um, just just watching that interview, and uh, the way he carries himself. Um, you know, he could have went to Auburn. You know, whenever he left UL or whenever he entered in the transfer portal, one of the first places he he visited was Auburn. And, um, you know, from watching the interview with Jordy, you know, he said that I committed to him right there on the spot. But, you know, his parents told him he needed to, uh, to come to LSU and to check LSU out. And when he got there, you know, he liked everything they were telling him. But what kind of made me get on his side, not get on his side, but become a fan of him without seeing him play was the fact that he chose LSU because he thought that it could make him a better player, even though he knew that the wide receiver room was completely packed. Um, so that tells me a lot about his character, that he's not afraid of competition. And not only that, he said it, you know, he's used to winning. So, you know, it, it does cause for, for concern uh, when it comes to, you know, quarterbacks not wanting to uh, put in a little bit of extra, do a little bit of laney up um, because, you know, championships aren't won by mistake. And they, you got to be intentional about it, you know. Um, you people that are great, they don't do the bare minimum. You know, you got to go in, you got to put more time in. And then not only that, you know, who knows what, what could have happened with those guys, you know, were they injured? Um, you know, did the coaches put them on, um, account, you know, before spring practice, we don't know. But at the same time, I like Lee. I like him, man. I, I like Kyron. I think he a dog. His attitude was. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I kind of I kind of look at this two different ways. I kind of I agree with what Daniel was saying that I like I like the fact that you know Kyron, like he said, he he came from a winning program. He knows what it takes to win, so you know he wants he wants everybody on the team to you know hold themselves to that same standard and do the like uh do the work, not just the like he said prescribed work, but but to do that extra work. 
But I also look at it like who knows if some of these players aren't getting in, you know, extra work with other players and not just and he you know maybe he isn't around or maybe or maybe they're working with with a trainer or you know a coach on the side or something along them kind of lines. So for us to assume that just because they aren't working or they aren't throwing when Kyron you know hits them up about it to say that they aren't working at all, I don't think we can you know make that assumption, but. I do agree that what he said is true. You do got to put in extra work, and you do got to, you know, go that extra mile to 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 be to be a winner and and to make it to that level that they all want to get at. But to this point, I ask you this, Pooh Bear: um, Do you think that what he said is kind of a reason why they go and get a guy like Jaden Daniels? Well, um, yes. Um, I do fully believe that uh, Jaden Daniels was needed um, for for several reasons. Um, you needed one. You needed depth. You need quality depth. Um, who's to say that one of these quarterbacks doesn't win the competition or doesn't find himself in a favorable position to see the field and decide to up and leave? We've seen that story before. We've we've had that. We've had that um, only two scholarship quarterbacks. We've been there. Why why go back? Um, and also the, the the second reason I feel like um, Jaden Daniels was brought in was because um, what the coaches probably saw wasn't up to their standard. Um, they were they really um, they really wanted to have a quarterback who they felt confident in, um, someone who can not only um, run the offense that they wanted to run because we know that Mike Denbrock in the past has had a uh, we we've covered this uh, week one uh, or episode one. Um, Mike Denbrock loves a running quarter a dual threat quarterback. Um, so why not? Why not? Um, again, we saw this in what 2018. Uh, Lowell and and Justin were out of there and. Let's be honest, uh, after that spring game, we all thought Justin McMillan was the number one quarterback. So, yes, why point. not? That's why point. not? Um, speaking of that, getting to um, position battles at spring practice, um, and speaking to, to Ant, what you just asked about Jaden Daniels, um, from film that has come out, it looks like Jaden Daniels has started to separate himself. Um Thoughts before we get because I, I got something else I want to I want to tackle that that was kind of brought up today. Um, so before, but thoughts on on what you've seen so far in the in the uh, videos. And let me let me jump to this too uh, before we we start there. Brian Kelly opening up practice and us being able having so the media can be there the entire practice. Uh, we have seen so much. Um, and we've been able to to as fans get excited about what we're seeing versus what we're being told. Um, yeah. But again, like I said, it looks like Jaden Daniels is starting to separate himself. Um, am I are my eyes deceiving me? Do you guys see it the same? Or yeah, I definitely, yeah, I man. definitely. What I saw, bro. Go ahead, Chris. From what I saw, man, he his, he looked so fluent throwing the ball. He looked like he's supposed to be here, and uh, he just he just really looked better than 
all the rich quarterbacks we have on the roster right now, man. So, uh, I'm thinking QB one come August, man. It got to be. It got to be Derrick Dang. Damn, Chris, you saying he's QB one already? <laughs> and they just I like had it. Pre- I, like it. I like it. I like it, bro. Throw your support behind him. I like it, bro. Hey, you just if you just look. If you're just looking at that film, man, he he throwing the ball so good. It looked like he he's a SEC quarterback. He looked like he's ready to lead his team, man. I hope he stays another year. So you know, man, man, we need him. I would I would I will say this though. I will say when it comes to experience, um, nobody on the roster can can come close to Jaden Daniels. Nobody on the roster has had the the game reps and the the snaps and seeing seeing the things that he's seen when it comes to you know actual game time experience. So I think whenever it comes to like Chris said, having the having the leg up when it comes to the QB one battle, not even not even before we even mention his mobility and what Mike Danbrock wants in the quarterback and stuff like that. I think we gotta look at what um, what both Brian Kelly and Mike Danbrock said in their first press conferences how experience is gonna play a big part. And who was gonna be quarterback number one? And whenever you're talking about Jay and Daniels and this and and the rest of the quarterback room, experience is his, and it's not even close. And I I, I hear what you're saying about experience. I get it, you know, but you sleeping on Baby Manziel. Y'all know who Baby Manziel is? Is that Nussmeyer? I'm assuming. Of, of course, of course. Y'all <laughs> y'all forgot. Y'all act like y'all forgot that uh, Baby Manziel is on our roster. We all know that this guy's a gunslinger, right? He got a big arm. He ain't scared, you know. I, I think he's gonna give uh, Jaden Daniels a run for his money. I ain't just giving. I ain't just giving him the QB position yet. He got. Hey, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this, bro. If 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 Nussmeier is is able to actually come in. And this spring and give Jaden Daniels a true run for QB number one, LSU is in a much better position in the quarterback room than they ever imagined. Yes, they Right. Well, I'd like to say this before we move on. Uh, Daniel, oh, we're not, uh, we, we, we not moving on. Trust me. We're not, <laughs> we not, we not moving on, Chris. But I, I'm going to let you go ahead and say what you got to say. Daniel, you're my boy. You know this. But that was Cap. You know he's not challenging Dayton Daniels for that starting spot. Now, QB2, I think he's QB2. But QB1, not yet. You know, maybe next year. Then you got your boy Walker Howard behind you. So it's not this year, though. It's Dayton Daniels all day. If y'all can't see that, something wrong. Hey, in us, we trust. In us, we trust. All right? All right. Like so, like, so like that- Ant said, if it, if it is, uh, man, I love that. We're going to be in a better position. Yeah. And quarterback, we're good. Exactly. Exactly. You know we got another year out of him. Yeah. So, um, Dan, you brought up a uh, gunslinger. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quarterbacks was a gunslinger, um, Brett Favre. I knew you was going there. <laughs> and Brett Favre was, yeah. I mean, he, 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 I mean, between the legs, you know, Jason William, you know, finger roll pass, whatever you want to do. I if, ain't if, never if Brett Favre, Favre no finger roll pass. You, you, it's, it's on some film. Like I, I, I showed it to him. I showed it to him. Nah, he did it that but, uh, Yeah, he did that part. No, nah, seriously though. Um, Brett Favre. Uh, I mean, tremendous throws. The one problem with Brett Favre. Who is the all-time leading quarterback <laughs> in interceptions thrown? Brett Favre. 
Jeremy yeah. Swenson. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. Bro. The disrespect. The disrespect. <laughs> but um, on, on that's another subject for another day. Yeah. On, on, a, <laughs> on a serious note, Brett Favre, as good as he was, and as much of a gunslinger as he as he as he was, uh, he led the the league in interceptions all time. Um. And what we've seen out of Nuss, he's looked good in spring ball. He's looked great, but Nuss also would lead the team in interceptions. So that's my that's my rebuttal to Nuss. But it, 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 somebody else before we, because I, I got something I I, I want to kind of talk about. Go ahead. And get off my go chest. ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Pooh. Get it off your chest. Earlier today, um, on on um, are you serious, Blake Blake Rafino's show, um. There were, you know, quarterback competition was talking about everybody's excited, talking about spring practice. And there was a commenter. Um, I can't fully remember his name, but he he made the statement that um, I hope that um, Jaden Daniels is QB1 and he makes all the um, all the media kiss his butt and that Nuss and Walker and um, and uh, Miles all transfers because Jaden Daniels is nothing. He's never been anything, and he won't ever be anything or anything like that. Um, when you kind of look at, you know, when you hear that, what, what, you know, that's crazy. You know, we've all debated. You know, we've been in Twitter Spaces debating the whole Miles versus Jaden. Um, you look at the numbers, and um, Jaden Daniels has looked pretty darn good over his career. Um, even in his bad year, he still has more touchdown passes than you know most LSU quarterbacks on, on you know outside of the the, the you know lately um, but that comment kind of leads me back to what we talked about again going back to week one um, a lot of people aren't going to like Jaden Daniels or want Jaden Daniels to be quarterback because he's black right. and I, I know people are going to you know hear this and like how can you jump to that conclusion well, the, the the guy who made the comment, if you look at his profile, it's riddled with uh, very political um, views, politically biased views, politically biased yeah. views. That's that's the that's the that's probably a, better than what I was thinking. Um, is is very politically you know biased. Um, it's it's. For the most part, you know, somewhat anti-black. Um, it's it's just racially insensitive. Um, it's it's misogynistic. It's 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 just it's full of sh- trash. It's full of trash. Almost, you know, it's Sunday. Um, caught myself, but uh, it's full of trash. Um, <laughs> at some point, at some point, fans have to. Um, Fans have to to if you want what's best for your team, you got to decide whether you want to be racist or you want to win or not. They're gonna have to what, come out the nineteen sixties. I I say this though, and and I just keep it, I just keep it to football. You know what I mean? Like we all know that there was probably some hidden agendas and some coded language in the in those comments, but. Let's just keep it the football for the sake of football. You said my you said Jaden Daniels is a never never has been or never will be. 
All right, that's your opinion. But what's Miles Brennan then? Because Jay, Jay Daniels has more starts in the COVID season than Miles Brennan has in five plus seasons at LSU. So if we're gonna if we're gonna call a spade a spade, let's call a spade a spade and say that if Jay Daniels is a never has been, then so is Miles Brennan. Mm. Because Miles My, Brennan ha, has been a bunch of potential since he's got on campus, and we've all we've all had had moments whenever we thought that Miles Brennan was going to be the next great thing at LSU, whether it was before Joe Burrow or whether it was after Joe Burrow, we've all had thought that Miles Brennan could be the next starter, starting QB at LSU. And what have we seen besides three starts? Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, one thing, yeah. One, one thing that seems to come up when we talk about the QB competition, it seems like, um, it starts to feel like we, you know, when people say, why are you bashing Miles? Why are you bashing Miles? It's not a, it's not a personal attack on Miles. I think Miles is a great kid. I, I love the story, you know, and I would love to see the redemption. But I, I have been disappointed so much by the things that have happened and, and some of the decisions made off the field that have prevent, that have caused you know, uh, cause for concern on the field. So that's that's my issue with, with with Miles. Again, I think he. I mean, when it comes to the throw he made against in 2019, the throw he made against uh, Texas A&M to Racy was pinpoint accurate. It was if you go back and watch that film, he threw that pass. It was a, a, a out route, but I think he he was on the whole other side, other hash, and he threw it. And it went through, you know, just beat out of the defender. Racy caught it and was going up the sideline. Yeah. That's what I thought I was going to be seeing in 2020. Now, there are other factors in those three games to why LSU was was one and two and not two and one or three and oh. But then, you know, he got injured, which I, I can't fault him for that at all. But 2021 happened and we can't get that out of our heads. We want to move on, but we can't. Because the fear of you getting either hurt and we don't have you for the season or your feelings get hurt and you decide to leave us for the rest of the season, that is what Uno sticks on my mind. Chris, I know you're about to say something. Yeah, I was going to go back to uh, with the uh, quarterback, you know, kind of racism, man. It ain't only him. If you go on some of those Facebook uh, groups, you're going to have people in there saying we don't need another scrambling quarterback. Then they go to naming off Lowell Norseas and uh, Justin McMillan. And you got from uh, Alabama. I, get, I can't think of his name right now. All of them leaving. Jay, you know, just Jay naming off a black quarterback. No, Peter Parrish. Peter Parrish. Yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, gotcha. You know, talking about all you know all the African-American quarterbacks that left. And, and they, they, they're throwing little, little shots like we don't need another scrambler. I don't want to see a quarterback running all around. We need a pocket passer. And then you go to ask them, um, who's winning Super Bowls? Uh, what quarterbacks are winning MVPs? Are they are they pocket passers? Are those guys that can move, you know, just a little bit, even a little tab? We don't, you don't need a statue in the pocket nowadays. You're gonna have to have somebody that can move to win games. That's just how I feel. That's facts. Yeah. But and, go ahead, Daniel. Well, I, I would say, I mean, to to Chris's point, yeah, you don't want a statue back there. You know, having a defense account for some for a quarterback that can actually run and not only run but can be accurate, can also th- be able to throw the deep ball. That, I mean, that that's something that 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 gives the de- uh, defensive head- headaches. Um, but 
you know, LSU fans, you got to the fans that are against having a, a black African American quarterback. You got to ask yourself: Do you want to win football games? You know, are you? Who cares? Honestly, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Who who cares if they're black, white, yellow, green, purple? You know, can they come here? Can they win football games? And not only that, can they be outstanding an outstanding person? You know, can they be when you're speaking of quarterbacks? Can they be yeah. the face of LSU? Um, and I'm honestly, man, I, I'm I'm sick and tired of these these guys, women, whatever, making these comments about these players. You know, they're kids. You know. It's sports. It's football. Who cares about your preference? Who cares that you don't think LSU should have a black quarterback? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's 2022. You know, this is not the 60s. You know, do you want to win championships? Can I say this? Can I say this, guys? Um, when it comes to, you know, people that look like us as LSU fans, we don't care what color you are. If you can throw the ball, and we ain't games for LSU, you'll never hear from us. We ain't, we ain't back here saying, oh, we need a statue. We don't need a, uh, a statue back there. We don't need a running quarterback. We ain't saying that if we got a statue that can throw the ball and win 13 games, you'll never hear from us. It's all the old LSU fans that was born before 1940 coming in here saying they don't need a running quarterback. <laughs> we want a statue. We want a statue back there that can throw in the pocket. You ain't going to win games like that in 2022. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I to back to kind of beg off what Chris said. Like, what do the same people who say we don't want another running quarterback or dual threat quarterback are the same people who you know, like I said uh, on the first episode, are the same people who are are glad that Walker Howard's coming in. And uh, last I checked, Walker Howard is not a statue. Walker Howard can run pretty well. That they're the same people who keep praising yes. Joe Burrow. Like like Joe Burrow's legs wasn't the reason why we beat Alabama and and helped us win the national championship exactly. in, in 2019. So I think they need to watch what they say and they need to you know they need to be careful with some of this coded language because this this dual threat or these you know mobile quarterback those are some of the same people that y'all love to see in purple and gold. So saying that y'all don't want Jaden Daniels in purple and gold because he fits that same mold that, that's kind of hypocritical. All right. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to beat that horse anymore. Um, but I do want to ask this question. Outside of quarterback, what are some other position battles that are, are uh, piquing your interest this spring? Huh. Daniel, I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, cor- I mean, position battles. Hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's an actual position battle, but I'm interested to see how many carries um, John Emery is going to get next year. Is it going to be sort of like a 60%, 40% split between the other five guys that are on the roster? Is he going to get 80% of the carries? The reason why I'm saying that because this kid looked like a Greek goddess. All right? Ain't nobody taking this spot. John, I mean, with the cuts, if you go to our uh, uh, Twitter page, we posted a video in there showing you how elusive this guy can be. And honestly, I don't think we have a running back on our team that can do what he do. As far as with the speed, with the power, I'm looking forward to that. And then secondly, I'm looking forward to the defensive guys. I'm looking for, of course, you guys know I love the defensive line. So I want to see what, um, you know, what that first 
uh, team defensive line is going to look like. You know, I'm a big Alley Gay fan, and of course, I know we're going to talk about, you know, who we're looking to see. But uh, I'm looking forward to that that battle there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, go with ahead, the, Chris. Oh, go ahead. I'm go gonna go ahead. with the linebacker group. I'm in, I'm interested to see uh, who gonna be the two linebackers. Cause I'm I'm thinking we run the three four. You know that's what Matt House uh, you know known for. I'm interested to see who's gonna be those two inside backers. I'm hearing Greg Penn, Baxterville. I think Mike Jones pretty much you know sold up. But who's gonna be the next guy after him? That's what I want to see. Yes, for as for me, um, the receiver position. I think we all know when K Sean's healthy that he's gonna be the, the guy out there at receiver, but who's gonna be the other two or or maybe three guys um that's uh in the starting lineup with him. And defensively, the safety position. Um I know we know we got Fouche brought in, brought in Greg Brooks. We still got Jay Ward if he's gonna play back there, Sage Ryan. And some of these uh Derek Davis, some of these other guys that were highly uh recruited. So uh the safety position defensively for me and and the uh wide receiver position offensively is the is the two positions that I'm looking forward to looking watching. Yeah, um and you took my uh wide receivers is definitely uh what I what I look at. Um wide receivers and then I think one that's interesting is um not necessarily who's gonna start, but who's your backup center? Uh, I think we all have a, a good idea of who who may be starting at center, but who's going to be the backup? Um, that that's going to that's going to probably tell a lot. Um, this this offensive line rotation. Uh, that's something else I'm, I'm looking at because um, I the way I look at it and the way I feel uh, about this team is uh, we're probably is is as much as we talk about quarterback. I, I you know in the quarterback battle, um, I think that our quarterbacks are. Um, you know, there, there's there's separation in, in the quarterback room as far as, you know, uh, talent level and stuff. But I do feel like um, our quarterbacks are only as good as that offensive line. So um, that's that's kind of where I sit with position battles. Um, we also did see um, a few changes this spring. Um, I got a quick question, too, Pooh. Oh, OK, go ahead. Uh, man, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, but, but you did. I did. I did. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're I good. Put a Kanye. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> hey, I had a quick question for you. Hey, this is so random, but I kind of got ADHD like Chris. I want to ask y'all, with our secondary, do y'all think that we're better without Ricks? Mm, um, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say we're better without him. I think okay. I think uh, he was perfect, you know, with Converse on the other side. But uh, I mean, we can we can live without him, but we're not better because so, he, he's a pretty good player. I'm 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 gonna say this. I think the the two cornerbacks that that we're losing that hurt us the most, probably not the two people are gonna think um, losing Nudie and losing Flot, Flot especially, Flot held down. Um, he held down the nickel for for the entire time he was there. And then when they did move him to the outside, I mean, there were plays where he, he got beat, but there weren't many. Um, the first play that Flott, I, I remember Flott playing was against Texas when uh, 
I think uh, Christian Fulton went out with a you know brief like cramp or or, or you know ankle roll yeah. or something, and they threw the ball to one of those um, elite receivers that that Texas had that year, whether it be Eagles or um, I think it was a uh, Colin Johnson on the other side, and they threw it, and Flot was in perfect position. The pass just was was perfect, um, and it had to be a perfect pass to beat him, and he was there um, against Alabama in 2019. Uh, Flot held Henry Ruggs to, I mean, no pun intended, but he locked him up. And it was, I was not, I was yeah, not I trying to go there. I see what you did <laughs> yeah, there. I, I did not mean it that way, yeah. but he did, he locked him up. Um, I see what you did there. <laughs> <Jesus>. But he, <laughs> he did. So then against, um, <laughs> Against um, against Mississippi State last year, Flot was all over the field. I mean, and, and most of the year, if I'm not mistaken, Flot graded out as one of the the top cornerbacks in the in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah. Um, if, if, I I I say this to answer your question, Dan. Um, in a way, I think we will be better um, mm. because because there was times where Rick's he he gambled a lot, you know what I mean? And yeah. he he went for the big play and he gave up some big plays because of that. So I think having having more sound guys out there who if if they're not gonna necessarily take those risks that he took and they won't get beat for as many big plays because of that, I think that helps the defense and that you know, that not giving up those, you know, sixty, seventy yard plays whenever you make a gamble that, you know, that's demoralizing for a defense giving up them plays. So I think not having a guy out there who's going to gamble and, and give up those plays because of it, it it's going to make us better. Yeah. But a lot of those guys that's, uh, in the NFL, that gamble still getting signed every every year. You know, Jenkins, that's what he's known for, taking chances. If you can steal a position, steal it. I like those type of cornerbacks. I, I hate he left, you know what I'm saying? I ain't a fan of him no more because he left and went to Alabama. But we're not a better – defense without Ricks. If Ricks was here, we'd be a better defense. But the thing is when Ricks was here, he wasn't out there. That's true too. And he gave up and he gave up a lot of big possessions though. You know, I think you can't you can't just ignore the fact that he did he get he did give up big plays sometimes because he was going for a pick or he bit on a double move or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um so getting back to where we're going, Daniel. Um, <laughs> hey, but uh, I appreciate that question. That was actually that was a good one. Um, things we've seen different this uh, this this spring, and and I think part of it is going to uh, carry over into to the fall. Um, media availability. The media has been granted at to I think it's on certain days. Um, and I, I'm not sure if it's it's every day they have practice or if it's just certain days they have practice. But they're they're able to be out there the entire time. Mm-hmm. They're able to film the entire time. The only caveat you cannot post about what you see at practice until after practice. Mm-hmm. I like um, it. I like I, it. I, I love it. Um, we're talking about practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. Um, Another thing, the practices are shorter and more intense. Um, In one of the videos that LSU put out, um, Coach Kelly was out saying, hey, we did 18 
um, sessions yesterday. We're going to do 23 today. 23 today. Everybody humming, you know what I'm saying? And then they break out and, and they're running everywhere they go. Um, mm-hmm. Formal military, we had to run everywhere we went. It was, it's, it's, it prepares your body better. Um, you're always on the go. You're, 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 you feel better. Um, I, I love it. Hey, I'm holding my hand up like people do in church. <laughs> you know, one of the things that was a pet peeve of mine was uh, I used to always have coaches that used to say, um, you know, when you step on the field, you run. You don't walk on the field. Um, I mean, you don't, yeah, you don't walk on the field, you always run. And seeing those guys sprint in, sprint out, I know to some people that might not mean anything, but yes, it does. When you're talking about, being intentional about winning the championship, it's the details, it's the small things. Uh, everyone being focused, you know, not jumping off sides, running, you know, the accountability part of it. Um, I love it. All right. Um, another thing I, I, and again, because we have this, this, all this media footage and access, we're able to see things. One person that I see that's emerging, um, as a leader on the defense, is who? Mike Jones. Hey, Mike. <laughs> I, dude, I, I love it. So it's we've we've all um, after watching, you know, saying uh, AYS, we've all had a chance to get to know Mike a lot better um, with his segments on Thursdays with, with Blake. We've got to know him a lot better as a person. Um, uh, one day I asked, I think I asked the question, like, uh, what, what do you look at doing out, you know, after football and, uh, the question, you know, it was kind of, so the question I was expecting, you know, Hey, you know, I like doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. I wouldn't mind. And he started talking about how he wants to give back to his community. Um, the man, his father was, and, and the things he instilled in him. And, and I was, I mean, I was blown away. Um, he's, he's silly as like a, a kid, but he is so, he had the, the leadership skills he displays. He is, he's definitely emerging as a, as a, a leader on the defensive side of the ball. Um, any thoughts on who you, who or, or any, anything you've heard of who may, else may be emerging as a leader on, on either other side of the ball? You know, I, I would say just because we've like kind of like what you were saying, we've seen Mike Jones so much on AYS with, on Blake's show. Um, I, I like the kid, you know, so far he he seems like, you know, he, he he's ready to step up into that leadership role. Uh, besides that, honestly, I haven't heard too much besides Kyron Lacey, you know. Um, I think that's a guy, you know, if he comes out and he balls and proves himself, uh, you know, if he has that mindset every day, he can definitely become a leader on that team. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Kyron also, but uh, I I think a guy like a guy like Baskerville who's been there for a while, and then if you look at it like on the offensive side of the ball, a guy like Jare Jenkins who's been there for who's been there for a while in that wide receiver room. I think those are the good kind of, the guys that I kind of expect to take that that next step as a leader and kind of set the standard for what you know this this team needs and what this team you know is uh, expecting from each and every player on the roster. And hey man, people yeah. forget about Jure, man. <laughs> they don't even yeah. mention him. 
Yeah. It, I, I was I was just going that um if you think back, uh Dre Dre saved us two years in a row against uh right. Florida. Um Dre has been he's been phenomenal and he's been so it's been so quiet kept uh um about him. Now, let me ask this question. I actually my next two questions kind of go hand in hand, but um they're they're kind of different. Incoming freshmen, you are excited to to see this spring. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I don't want to understand my mind. All right, so I'm be honest with you. Quincy Wiggins. Mm. If you've seen the picture of this kid, he looks like a stud, man. He looks great. Stud, um, stud. More like <laughs> that dude looked like you. You said the word Greek Adonis earlier. Yeah. This dude is. It looked like he was made in a laboratory, bro. Yeah. Hey, but look, but look, I got a player come for y'all. Mm. Y'all remember Julius Peppers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Peppers in the NFL, 6'7, 295. My boy Wiggins as a freshman, 6'5, 273. Okay. Kind of got the same okay. body structure. You know, hopefully he can become a more technician. If he does, I think hey, I think that'll be a pretty good player comp. I got I got one that's gonna uh I'm I'm gonna say mine because I don't want to steal mine either. You know, <laughs> so I, Go I got ahead, one bro. I got one that, that is I don't think Ant would have said it anyway, but I just want to get this out there. And it's it's, it's probably uh you better not say the long snapper. Oh no, no, no. All right. Will Campbell. Ooh. I would I was not gonna say him. <laughs> if my, my thoughts so the video I did see of Will Campbell, he looked good. He looked phenomenal. And if Will Campbell can oh. hold down and mm, if Will Campbell Hey, I will. I will say Brian Kelly did say that Will Campbell, he, he was very physical and that he was a beast out there at the first day. If he can solidify himself yeah. at, at any of those, either one of those tackle positions on the line, I think that's going to that's that, that that does nothing but add depth and quality depth at that position. I'm be honest with you. On offensive line, so. I, I hope I hope that he he is a, a player, but I hope that he does not play this year much. I'm just gonna be honest with you, cause I I, I, would, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't want a freshman coming into the SEC, um, and 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 we happen to rely on him. I hope I hope he's good I'm enough play. to play. I hope he's good enough to play, but I hope we don't have to rely on him to play. Well, I push back. Go go you, go ahead, Chris. Well, it, it'll be easy for me to say Harold Perkins, but uh, I'm gonna go with Emory Jones because I think he can play right away at guard. So I, I can't wait to see him get in this summer. I know he didn't hear this spring, but this summer I look out for John. I mean Emory Jones to uh, get some uh, snaps. Okay, so y'all and and, 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 and I, I know it's crazy. And none of y'all say the person I was gonna say, and y'all was worried about me. So and, and I'm yeah. gonna let you get to your person. The reason why, uh, and I and I get what y'all are saying. You don't want a freshman, you know, rely on them. But Chasing Hines came in and did it very well. So did Austin Davis, but that don't mean we need yeah. them to do that. That's right. <laughs> All right. Jason <laughs> Hunt's out, too. All right. But the per- the person that I was going to pick, <laughs> since y'all was worried about me picking y'all's, um, was Terrence Welch. Mm. Because if you, look at, if you look at that, that position that he's playing, you, you don't really have a solidified guy like you do at some of the other positions. You know, we're assuming that it's going to be Bernard Converse and uh, uh, Makai Gardner. 
at the at the starting roles, but you don't have a much depth after him. A lot of people have, have suggested that Jay Ward is gonna move the corner, but I've been hearing that he might stay at safety. So after after those two guys I mentioned, you have Radarius Jones and and who else? You know what I mean? So I think a guy like Terrence Wells might be able to come in and and compete for legitimate playing time and and be able to come in and make an impact as a freshman. Yep. All right. Now, next question. It's completely it's similar, but it's a different question now. Who is your breakout candidate on each side of the ball? John Emery. Do I need to explain? I'm going to go with my lick neighbors. Right. And my, mine is Chris Hilton, a receiver. That's my breakout guy. Okay. On offense. On offense. Mm. I'm going to go with my league neighbors on offense, and I'm going to go uh, Guillory on defense. I'm going to go uh, somebody we expected to break out but uh, unfortunately didn't get a chance to last year, Jared Smalls. Okay, okay. My defensive guy yeah. is uh, Savion. Mm. Yeah. Breakout player on, on defense for me? I want to see that. Man. I want to see that. Man. Hey, got to see Savion on, on defense. Allie Gay. Okay. Well, Alligator, stay healthy. If he, if he can stay healthy, yeah, stay healthy bro. He put can, in the work. Can, can you call him a breakout when he he has yeah, he, he, he has been on. so good, um, especially played, early in the season. Yeah, but he, he got to play. He got to yeah. play for a whole season. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Get, I mean, Alligator draft stock went up here to down here because of injury. So he he got um, broke out already. That was talking he about got all the first round pick. I, I don't think he's broke out. I mean, I think he he just had one good game against Mississippi State, and everybody went crazy because of that no, one no, good game. No, no, no disrespect to my day. He, no, I'm not. He, no, 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 Hold on, hold on. You you gotta let me finish what I was saying. He had, he had at least three. I get okay, that. but yeah. what I'm saying is he had a he had a, a game or two that was good, and people like Ryan Clark was coming out saying, "Should he sit out for the year?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. You yeah, know what I mean? And so that's what that's what people made his draft stock high is because he had a few good games and people was coming out saying stuff like that. But to Daniel's point, he hasn't shown that he can stay healthy for a whole season. So to, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if he stays healthy for a whole season and has a year like we think he has, that will be a breakout year. Right, gotcha. And Daniel, I heard something through the great mind that he ain't running with the one. Hey, how many how many times they 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 practice? Twice. Hey, we okay. talking about practice. Yeah, we talking Not about practice. Game. Practice. <laughs> get get get. Hey, right. give me some time. He'll be there. All right. So, um, speaking, moving on. Um, Brian Kelly. Um, I, I think I think someone forgot to tell him that he can't recruit, um, and that he won't fit the culture because uh, he he's gone out once again yeah. and brought in and pulled in another top recruit and and a position of need. Mac Markaway committed to LSU this week. Um, He's a top 100 player in the nation, and he is a a top tight end in the nation. Uh, We do know, you know, coming out of, uh, I think, what, Missouri, right? Yeah, St. Louis. Um, And I do know he has strong ties to uh, Coach Steeples. Correct. Um, But then this again, Coach Kelly can't coach. I mean, I'm sorry, he can't recruit. And he, he he's not a fit for LSU. And he's not um he's not cut out for the SEC. I'm just saying. I, I don't know if y'all got the memo. I, I obviously he didn't. So I, I, I'll say this though, like if if he's able to to go nationally and get positions of need like tight end 
and then keep the in-state talent that at the skill position, wide receiver, DB, D-line, you know, that Louisiana produces year in and year out, man, yeah, I better watch out. Right. Because cause if he – like, those, these are the type and of I was guys that – uh... What you going to say? <laughs> You you started it. Come on now, Chris. Come on, Chris. I was gonna Go say ahead. nothing. <laughs> you started. Right. Oh, uh, what you gonna say, Chris? I was gonna say I was gonna ask the question of Steeples. He coached in uh Missouri, right? He was a uh, mm-hmm. coach out there, head coach, I wanna say. Yeah, Y'all can look for, you know, a lot of talent, a lot of talent to come from Missouri now. Because that's the second guy from Porter or uh high school. That we don't got them there, because I mean I don't think you can go back and look at our recruiting classes in the past and find many guys from Missouri, and all of a sudden we don't got one of the top players and a top transfer from there. Yeah, yep. and but this 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 kind of guy that LSU normally wouldn't get, you know what I mean? Like a tight end of this caliber. Exactly. So if if Brian Kelly is able to continue getting these type of type of guys like he got in Notre Dame. Well, I continue getting the guys that LSU is known for getting, like on the D line and you know DB and stuff like that. We'll be in good shape. All right, now this next question is more. I know we won't know this the answers to this question until um, until the spring. I'm sorry, until the, the the fall, summer and fall. Who are your candidates? For the new number eighteen and the number seven. All right. So before before I answer, let me. Are we doing an eighteen and a seven on each side of the ball, or what? No, no, no. So traditionally, we've only had one number seven. Okay. All right. I got you. Um, we've only had one number seven, and we've had eighteen on each side. Correct. I got so, you. All right. So um. I, I've got I know so go ahead. Will you go ahead then? Go ahead. My my number eighteen on the offensive side, John Emery. Mm. Um the things he kind of went through, uh the the battle he had last year. Yeah. Um I think he'd be a a, a ideal number eighteen. Um on the defensive side, um I don't think we've ever had a transfer be the number 18. Not that if, I can as a matter of fact, I know we have it. Yeah. If we could, I've already brought him up. Why not Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Okay. I, now, 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 and my number seven, I think, is, is pretty obvious for most case on. All right. Well, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a be different just for the sake of being different. Go ahead. All right. My number eighteen on the offensive side of the ball would be somebody we mentioned earlier, Jare Jenkins. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, my, <laughs> my bad, bro. My bad. And then, <laughs> and then my number eighteen on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball would be. Uh, oh, defense make you think. I know. I just had his name. I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Micah. No, not Michael Baskerville. Um, my number seven would be Jay Ward. Let me just mm. say that, just for the sake of being different. But my number eight. Oh, That's my, good. my number eight, my number eighteen would be uh would be Guillory. 
Mm. Jacoby and Guillory. Jacoby. Mm-hmm. This is his third year, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, and, and he, and, I mean, he's been. Chris, put your hand down. We not serving food yet. He's been, right. he, you know, he's he's been he, he's been the, like the unheralded guy up front. You know what I mean? We we've we've talked about BJ. We've talked about we talked about BJ will be another good one, obviously for eighteen. But we've talked about you know BJ. We talked about Ali. We talked about Mason. But like he's the kind of guy, even Jaquel and Roy. But he's the kind of guy that kind of goes under the radar up front, but you know goes to work every day and does what he's supposed to do. Man, I, I like Gilly. You know. You know he he's from uh, he's from my neck of the woods. Went to the same high school, so you know I'm definitely rooting for him. But he ain't getting that 18. Not right now. He ain't yeah. getting that thing. All right. You know, Chris. I know it's burning you up. I see the smile on your face. It's burning you up. Man, Ant killed, killed him. Look at his dimples. He killed him. Ant didn't say him. But he mentioned him. I was gonna say BJ Oja Larry. That's what my mm-hmm. number eighteen. That's a good one. Like, yeah, like, that's a good Kevin one. Von, really I can is. see BJ uh, wearing number seven too. Kevin Von Chason did the same thing at the same though, and they similar, you know, guys. Yeah, that we want that's to a good point. Anyway. That is that's a good is. point. And, uh, oh, excellent point. Offense, you know, it's very obvious on offense. It's gonna be Kayshawn. and BJ. He loves LSU. If y'all ever seen an interview with BJ, the guy just loves LSU. He glad to be here. You ain't never hear his name ringing about transfers or none of that. Yes, so, you have. You, you have. So, so you saying you saying uh, Kayshawn for number eighteen or for number seven? No, number seven. Kayshawn number okay, seven. Okay, okay. So who your offense I'm is number offense. eighteen? Who your offense number Ooh. eighteen? Now, offense man. number eighteen. No, nah, I'm gonna go <laughs> troll. I can't say I can't I can't say Jack Best because he only a sophomore. But mm-hmm. it, I don't know if they go back to But I go Jack Bish. I like Jack Bish. Look like a number eighteen for LSU. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see. I can see he be, see him being number eighteen in probably a year or two. I can see. Yeah, him. yeah. All right, Dan. Ah yeah. oh, man, I, I, I took my guys, man. <laughs> for number eighteen uh, on offense, I had uh, Jerry Jenkins. Uh, number seven, of course, Boutte. Um, I honestly like Jay Ward as number seven on defense too. I think that's pretty. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, eighteen on defense, Mike Jones. He he definitely yeah. just seems like who? Mike. Jones. Yeah, I like that. I like. I, I like. I like Mike Jones, and I like BJ. Honestly, I like. Yeah. I just. I just. I just said Jacoby, and just to be different, just for the sake of naming people, yeah, we would not have the same people. We know you like being different. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next question. So we know the statue can't be built until 2025. Mm-hmm. Should number nine go ahead and be retired? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not I even a question. So. It should have been retired once uh, be. Jordan Jefferson took it off. Is <laughs> Billy Cannon? You say Joy Is Billy Cannon retired, though, bro? Why are you a fool of that? Hey, this dude, I don't disagree. My question would be though, are you only retiring like Heisman Trophy winners? Like what like where are we stopping with that? Because if 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 he get like does does the three get retired for Kevin Falk? Do we retire and Tyrant's number seven? Like how far are we going with this? So nah, Joe, Joe different, bro. 
Number Joe seven did. is a tradition. Tyron's, if I'm not, no, was it Ty- Tyron did start the number yeah. seven. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Patrick no, Ali Hosman started number seven. No, 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 Patrick, no. Patrick, Patrick, Peterson. Patrick Peterson had He's number, right. he got number seven, and, and Tyron wanted to get number seven. Yeah, he honor, changed it. Yeah, he changed He, he wanted he to changed get numbers. Honor Patrick Peterson. Yep, and, and, mm-hmm. and Les Miles said, he looked at him and said, hey, this ain't going to be a thing. Here we are. Right. Yeah, Liz Miles also wanted Jamar Chase to play safety. I'm just saying that too. But hey, but, my, but yeah, but I get I get that Burrow different, and I don't disagree that oh you know God. we need to retire number nine. I'm just asking like, what what's the standard for retiring your number? So is it, is it Heisman Trophy? Is it national championship? Like, fifteen Heisman winner, record breaking. He got three of the categories. Billy Cannon got his jersey retired. You know, Joe got his. I don't. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that Joe shouldn't get his number retired. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. No, like, I, I know what you're saying. Tyra, yeah, I know. Tyron Matthew was a Heisman finalist and probably should have won it. I, so I know y'all get his number retired. I know y'all. Y'all don't. Y'all may not. See but they're gonna cut Tyron. He got suspended. I see you, Daniel. <laughs> I already know what he's doing. Yeah. Hey, y'all see this right here? Yeah, so Tyron, also retired right here. Well, now, see, like that's what I'm asking. Like, like, so if you if you that's what I'm getting at, Daniel. Like, where you where you going with this? Like, how so, far, how far are we going with? So here here's my thing with the number three with with, with Kevin Falk. Um, I don't know if Odell asked because you know Odell was 33. Yeah, then he changed to three. Um, TDP actually asked. Um, Kevin Falk, do you mind if I wear number three? Um, I know with um, USC, they have a big tradition with the number 55, and a lot of players will ask, hey, do you mind if I wear 55 before they pass it on? Um, The number 18, all of the previous number 18s vote on who should be number 18. Um, I don't think, I think number seven is is given to the, you know, you know, the the skill player, that guy. Um, I don't think anybody, so I can't, when you think of number nine, I think of the first person, you know, that I can remember that wore nine that was significant was, uh, Delpit. And this is, I, I know this recency bias. It was Delpit. Bro, how you just go forget about Jordan Jefferson like that? Dude, if you don't get off my pod. Jordan, troll, <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, hey, I will, but hold on, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Like y'all say. Early you say was number nine. Hold on. Hold right. On, Come up, y'all say come up. But y'all saying Daniel trolling, but let's be real. Like, dude played for a national championship. He yeah. did. He did. He he was and, and I'm not no disrespect to Jordan Joseph, but I, I don't when I think of number nine, I don't think Jordan Joseph. I think you know, I again, like I said, it's recency bias. I think I, mean, I don't uh, think Grand Deputy. I th- I, I mean I, I think, think about, do I don't think I don't think Grand Deputy. I yeah, I think Duce. I, I I think Duce before yep. Delpit. Let's be if I'm yep. being honest. It, well, I, I promise that's who come in my mind when I think number nine. Early Doucette, the first person I see. Yeah, it's 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 Burrow it's Burrow than for me. Yeah. I, so, I, I was gonna say that. And the only reason I even think this next person, Marcel Brooks, is because they had it on at the same time. And, and people were saying then yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think yeah. Marcel Brooks. Yeah, hey, if you if you would have asked me what his number was at LSU, I would have had to think think about it to remember. But they were talking because about Grant hey, Grant had number seven on when he was number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and see, a lot of people thought, hey, when when Marcel gets finished playing, we should retire to number nine. I don't think anybody's worn the number nine since Burrowell. Yeah. Well, then I, I say it like this. If you 
you can retire it or you can just do like like you said with number three and then Bur- burrow just got to give them permission to wear number nine you know what i mean like yeah hey real quick can i, can I say something real quick hey go ahead, go ahead. If, if you ever watch what you gotta say about Glenn hey if you ever watch our show hey, hey man sign my jersey all right sign my jersey. <laughs> i come i come and i cut your grass all right he he watches I, I yeah, Glenn Dorsey watches. You know the Golden Boot hot right now. All yeah. right, so let's let's move on um, from football. Um, basketball. This week, uh, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Um, mm-hmm. Tari Eason declared for the draft. Uh, wish him nothing but success. We I think we all kind of saw that one happen. That the season he had, he he um, he kept his team afloat, and 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 the team went as he went. Um, on the flip side of that, Pinson, Murray, and Reed are all rumored to be transferring. Um, I don't think Reed has has Efton Reed has officially made an announcement or anything, but it's it's again strong rumors. And um, Fudge is also being rumored to be transferring also. So, uh, but we talked about that. We kind of expected this, um, and we were wondering if a new coach coming in with the coach be able to keep this team intact. Um, we didn't know who the coach was going to be. Will he be before the sanctions? And then, bam, next thing you know, return of the Mac. Mac yeah. McMahon is hired. Yeah. Uh, Mac McMahon comes from Murray State. Um, he has a 167, and uh, I, I know that number's off. That sounds wrong. I think it's a. Uh, I think that's right, though, actually. <laughs> uh, and well, I, he I'm got sorry. a 68% win percentage, right? 69, 69 point something percent win percentage. Um, 154 and 67, 69.7% win percentage. Um, he is his biggest, one of his biggest accolades is Ja Morant. Yep, yep. Um, perennial, perennial uh, contender in the NCAA tournament. Um, just outstanding coach. Uh, exactly what what LSU is, you know, you know, it fits the mo of what Scott Woodward looks for. Outside of having that national championship, um, Mac McMahon is is someone we talked about. He was on some, you know, a few of our lists of, of coaches we want. Um, I love the hire. It, it came in. It happened fast. Um, hey, thoughts. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it was a good hire. Um, considering considering the sanctions and what all this program's about to have to go through, um, I think I think we all kind of figured you was gonna have to get a mid major guy. Um, I, but I think they got one of the best mid major guys that they could get. Um, he's a proven winner, multiple time conference winner. Um, as a matter, of, he went eighteen and zero in conference this year. So I don't care what conference you're in, going undefeated in conference play is 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 significant. And, and um, I think that he's a he's a young guy who's energetic and like you, you mentioned, um, John Morant. I think he has he's shown that he can develop guards and he he's gonna be known for his guard play. And but I think he's also shown that he could be a good X's and O coach. And and uh, uh, some of the things we questioned about Will Wade, I think he checks those boxes. And I think um, from from the time he's been hired and when you look at Will Wade when he was hired, I think McMahon has a better resume than Will Wade did at the time of hire. So I think we're in good shape considering uh, where we could be. Yeah, I like him, man. I like my man. Um, you know, he he can definitely he he gives a pretty good dap. Um, I don't know if you guys seen his dap 
whenever he was walking in to do his, his uh, press conference. <laughs> yeah. Ken and Pay would be proud. Yeah, yeah it, it, it looked perfect. But <laughs> honestly, I, I think he's the perfect coach uh, for our current situation because uh, he's a coach that can actually coach, not just recruit. And what, you know, what we're going to need right now is a guy who could hopefully, you know, bring in good talent. Probably not the best right now with the, uh, the sanctions uh, hanging over our head, but you know he can coach up the guys that he that that he's gonna have. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's a long time from now, and hopefully the NCAA doesn't they don't hit us too bad. But you know I'm definitely glad uh, that we got this guy. I think I think my man is gonna do great things. Yeah, and uh, he's also made his first hire. Uh, he uh, hired uh, former Memphis assistant Cody Topper. Um, Toppard is an ex-NBA guy uh, who has recruiting ties to the South. Um, outstanding hire. Um, yeah, he he's someone that is is well respected, and um, yeah, yeah, um, um, well needed. So, um, I don't know who we keep or or if any which coaches we keep. Does Tasman well, stay? Well, well, I would. <laughs> I could I could see Tasman being kept because Tasman has been in kind of an administrative role at, at you know at some point in time, so he might would move you know maybe back in the administrative role and kind of be that bridge guy between the two the two regimes. But as far as assistance and stuff, we've already seen Nickelberry's got a job at Georgetown. So uh, congratulations doubt, to him. Yeah, I yeah. doubt. Um, yeah, he's well deserved. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the players seem to really love him as a coach. So. I'm glad to see he landed somewhere. But I think um, as far as assistant coaches, none of them stay. But a guy like Taz might be moved to administrative right, administrative spots. I wasn't going to go here. But, you know, what you mentioned in Nickelberry. Say Nickelberry won round one, maybe even round two. No. Okay. Really, Pooh? Really? I'm just asking, you know, no. I didn't know if he, you know, he, it, 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 I didn't know if he'd get a shot to be that, you know, to carry over. Come on, the bridge. bridge in, my, in, my, in my opinion, the only way that would have happened, and this is just my opinion, is if they would have fired Will Wade before the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. And he would have made, you know, one, two or three, four games in the SEC tournament and then made like a sweet 16 run in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament also. Yeah, but I don't think – I don't. I don't think winning one or two games in the NCAA tournament would have done anything. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of speaking of only winning one or two games in the in the tournament, <laughs> um, kick right down. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Lady Tigers were bounced in a in a big way um, in the round of thirty two against Ohio State. Um, the game started close and ended. Wide. Um, <laughs> that's the the only way I could put it. It was yeah, wide. It, it was it was it was yeah, it was it was it was ugly. By the end of it was it was ugly. It did not. Um, the team. Um, it did not look like the team that Kim, uh, Coach Kim Mocha had put forth uh, early in the season. Um, they looked almost like the moment was was too big for them, um, and they were they were at home. Um, Ohio State came, traveled very well, and and represented in in, in the PMAC. Um, a fool could not buy a shot. 
she it was layups were were in and out yeah. all night, and I think that was the kind of the determining factor. Um, she couldn't get going, and that was that was it. That was the end. Um, it was. I, I say this though. Um, I know. I know it's disappointing as LSU fans. Whenever you know we had, we kind of had high expectations for this team when they you know going into the tournament. They were you know we we thought they were you know robbed a little bit by not being a two seat you know uh, going into the tournament. So, yeah. but I will I will I will say at the beginning of the season, if you would have told us that LSU would have been a three seed and we would have been upset that they weren't a two seed going into the tournament, we would all have taken that season and been satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. So while it was disappointing that you know they didn't didn't, the didn't Indian, they, yeah, yeah that they, they, they didn't beat Ohio State, I think that you know we gotta take a step back and and look at, at what a great season this was and you know tip our hat to right. Coach Moke for what she was able to do with this team and and the, you know we in, we in for a good a good uh a good run of success and the future is bright in what she's building down there. So I I say let's just look at it from a positive viewpoint. Heck yeah, I mean and I, if I you watch that game. Okay. No, go ahead, Chris. Well, if you watch that game, bro, if you watch that game and you seen uh Ohio State center that shot twenty seven percent for three, knocking down back to back three, <laughs> you I already knew I knew it was over with, man. I just I was like, Well, it ain't like yeah, it, just it, what, bro, I wouldn't even just wasn't that night. Just wasn't yeah. that night, you yeah, know I what I mean? I wasn't mad, man, because like you said, I didn't expect this to even be playing in the tournament. Yeah. So I was happy so, with the season we got, you know. <laughs> so it, it's funny. Um, I, I feel the same way about the uh, when the men's exit and the women's exit. Um, the night that the men lost, I was on a Tigers Avenue podcast. Uh, I was on their Friends Friday. Uh, shout out to TA, uh, uh, Reagan, and and uh, Zach. Zach, Zach Efron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was on their show, and um, I think we all kind of had a, a similar feeling. Um, we were we were disappointed, and Reagan usually does his Reagan rants. He could not, he could not rant. He he said, "I I just don't, I don't have it." You know, it's it's I, I don't know what to say, and that's kind of how I felt about the women's game. And I was like, I I, I can't, I, I don't know what to say. Um, so, but yeah. you know, we we all know in the NCAA tournament, there's only going to be one winner. Everybody's going to be a loser except for one person. Of course. Um, well, so, well, well, well. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. No, I, I would, I would say too. I mean, what, what Kim, you know, she's three years. <laughs> you know, normally th- this is a three-year time span. You know, she came here and did it in one. So, you know, kudos to her. You know, yeah. yeah but yeah, I, I agree. No, that's fact. It, it, we thought it was going to be three, four years, and in, in yeah. one season, she's turned it around. That's but true. that. But Pooh, you said you said there's only one winner in uh in the tournament. Correct. I I had to disagree with you because even oh. even even though even though they ain't winning at all, mm-hmm. them 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 boys from from uh Saint Peter's, they they some they they some winners. They some. Winners. I give you that. I give you that. Um, ain't no winners, man. Saint <laughs> Peter's. So I was actually before we got on, I, I was looking at it. Saint Peter's. Nah. Uh, St. Peter's, just from a uh, betting standpoint, they were plus 400 in the opening round, plus 780 in the second round, and plus 650 mm-hmm. in, in, in the in the 16. So yeah. they they 
they made a lot of people some money and um, they did great. They did, they did yeah. great. They went they first, far exceeded. First fi- first fifteen seed to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. So that and, and while while I do agree with you though, you know what I mean. Ultimately, you know they lost. No, I'm messing with they, you. They not they not gonna be satisfied. You know what I mean by yeah. but, you know as they as they shouldn't be. You know what I mean as competitors, they should feel like they you know they not they shouldn't be happy by losing. But from a, from a you know outside of looking in, just from a casual fan, they they all should hang their heads high, 100%. especially especially that coach, bro. Like he 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 made me he made me a fan after this run. Yeah. So go ahead. I would I would I would I would also say that you know for that team, whenever you know the people that are fans of St. Peter's, whenever they talk about this basketball season or basketball, they're always going to talk about this particular team right here. Yeah, this 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 team full of guys that were unranked coming out of high school. Right. Let's, let's remember. Let's remember that next time we say we want a coach that could get five stars and this, <laughs> that, and the other. That this mm-hmm. team of guys, nobody was even had one star, and mm-hmm. they made the Sweet Sixteen. So coaching, coaching matters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um one thing and, and I was gonna talk about um when George Mason made their run back in the day, mm-hmm. enrollment enrollment at the school went up. Yeah. When when Butler went back to back to the to the championship game, enrollment went up. When Loyola Chicago made their run to the final four a few years ago, enrollment went up. Yeah. So hey, don't forget, don't forget uh what was it, UMBC that beat uh Virginia that year, married yeah. in Baltimore County. Yeah. yeah, they 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 enrollment like doubled, if I'm not mistaken, after they beat Virginia. That's why. People love yeah. a winner, man. Yeah. Okay. That. So we were talking about uh the tourney and and of course we did just mention that um St. Peter's lost today, so we are down to four. The final four. We have a matchup that is is written for the books. It, I mean, it is it is a it's one that you you can make a movie off of. It's the best. It's the, one of the best rivalries in sports, if we want to be honest. And the fact and the fact that this is the first time they've met in the tournament. Yeah. Wow. And and it's and it's Coach K's it's last final year. It, it just it just man, like you say. It's a movie script. You know what I mean? Like it's a movie script. So Duke, UNC, Duke, UNC, April second, eight forty nine. Who y'all got? Hey, I'm riding with Duke, man. Give me Coach K. Finish this thing out. Hey, y'all gonna y'all gonna beat me up for this? Y'all gonna beat me up for this? LSU, we ain't known for basketball. So Duke was the team I cheered for, like when it came to the time of March Madness. So I got to mm-hmm. go with Duke and Coach hey, I, I, I just got a question for you. Was you was you cheering against LSU whenever Duke and LSU played in the uh, in the tournament no. that year? Mm-hmm. No, no, mm-hmm. sir. I could, I could, okay. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Okay. No. Oh, I just, I just had to. I, I hey, no right or wrong answers. I just had to see where your heart was at. It ain't that bad. Hey. I ain't used to LSU being in the tournament, so I wouldn't never used to that. Yeah. I had to go. Yeah. LSU. I, I'm, I'm, I won't. I won't. I'm with you, Dane. I don't really care for Duke, so I want UNC to win. Yeah. But if I, if I had to put my money on it, they, they ain't letting Coach K go out like that. Sure. Man, I'm, I'm going with North Carolina because everybody on Duke basketball roster is Carlton's. Okay, so. <laughs> That's, I'm going North Carolina. New, new Carlton or old Carlton? 
Oh, oh new culture for new sure. Culture. <laughs> this dude right here, bro. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Uh, on, on the other side, you have Villanova, and the only number one seed left Kansas. Yes, sir. Yeah. The most, the most, the most slept-on number one of it, all these number ones this year, honestly. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm be honest with you. I didn't expect Kansas to make it to the suit. Uh, nope. Nobody. Nobody did. You know what I mean? If we want to be real, it was. We heard a lot of a lot of talk about Gonzaga. We heard a lot of talk about Arizona and even Baylor repeating, but we didn't hear anybody giving any kind of respect or any love to Kansas. So the fact that they the last one. So y'all saying Kansas? Kind of poetic justice in a sense. You know what so I mean? So y'all saying Kansas is a number one seed and nobody was thinking of? Not, not really. Many, not, not, not that many people was picking them. That was that was the first number one seed losing on a lot of people's brackets. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm going I'm to continue that disrespect train. And, uh, <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. No, no, I I, I, I would have I I picked, I, I ain't going to lie, I would have picked Villanova, but um. One of their guys uh, towards Achilles or did something today, and I and and that happened in yeah that was very tough and um so that that right there is the reason why I'm not gonna pick Villanova. But if they were healthy, I would have picked Villanova. I guarantee you nobody got uh, the bracket right. I'm, I'm, it, it can't be a perfect bracket out right now. Oh, the the, yeah. the bracket was busted week one. Uh, I mean, yeah. on day one when St. Peter's yeah. beat uh, uh, after after the after the second day, there wasn't a perfect bracket left. Yeah, right. that's that's yeah. You can throw that one out. Another bracket you can most likely throw out is the women's side. Uh, right now, uh, South Carolina has solidified their spot in the Final Four. Um, you've got uh, Louisville and Michigan will be playing tomorrow. Uh, North Carolina State and UConn, um, which ironically, um, you've got um, North Carolina State's the one seed and UConn's the two. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Stanford and, ten, uh, and Texas are battling it out as well uh, to see if they'll get a spot in the Final Four. Um, so we'll probably have to touch on that one next week to see who's there. Um, I honestly, I from this bracket, um, Texas. I know Texas has been hot, but Stanford is Stanford. You, I, I, it's hard to pick. Bro, how them. is Stanford? How is they always in the mix? They always I know UConn always they, there, but Stanford always there too. Because of they because of their coach. They Tara Vanderveer, that woman can coach. And they, they grow trees okay. at Stanford. Hey, they got hey they, 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 they get recruit. Man, yeah, hey, they getting a, man, they get, that, y'all ain't seen that chick for Stanford that's dunking. Yes, I was just about to say that. She she's got that steel <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and, and, my, hey, and and rocked it. I'm talking about. I, I, like, I'm, like, not, bro, I'm talking about like better than I, I ever could have done. Like I'm not bro. even. I'm not. I'm not talking Lisa Leslie. You know, saying, no, she, I'm she not talking them. Candace Parker. I'm talking about. Wow. Yeah, she you know, rocking so it. Are, are they getting girls out of California? Or are they national recruiting? Over Man, there? they national. They getting people from wherever they want to get because they. I they think this girl up. came from. No, I'm telling. I think she from Texas, if I'm not mistaken. But honestly, bro, like they. They get they up there with the Yukons and the and the South Carolinas and the NCs. Like they get whoever they want, bro. Yeah. When it comes to when it comes like they they a legit powerhouse. But if you ask me, my money on uh my money I, on Don Staley. I was just gonna say, I, if I had to bet, I'm not betting against Don. Um, I ain't and, 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 
It kind of it kind of pains me to say as an LSU guy, but you know they the champ until somebody knock them off. So of course, yeah. Until Moki gets her team together, then it, we'll, we'll stop talking. About hey, it. Just, they got to play UConn until until Michaela Williams makes the Baton Rouge. Yes, bingo. <laughs> All right, hey, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just gonna say they do have to play UConn. So sleep on Chris, we, we we know that we don't care. Don Staley. <laughs> hey, we do two words for you. Two words for you, Aaliyah Boston. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you forgot to name another girl that's coming to LSU. Uh, Boosie's uh, niece. She's going to be a go. Little Boosie. Mm. He said, yeah. don't call ain't him. No little, talking little, about. He said, don't call a little no more because uh, uh, he ain't no little boy. We're talking about Fly J. Yeah, she, she, Fly J. she got by unlimited yeah, range, she, bro. She cold with it on the mic and on the court. She cold. Oh. Hey, 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 can we talk some baseball? Can, no. can we? Can hey, we, yeah, we can. We can. Can we talk <laughs> some baseball? All right. So, I, don't know, I don't know what Jay Johnson did in between Friday night and Saturday, but uh, you just okay. keep on doing that. Play, Chris, Chris he, he, slept, uh, snuck them boys some of them honey buns with cheese. That's what happened. Right. <laughs> so here we go. So. When we when we first um just just a little you know saying how the sausage is made uh we we got together <laughs> Thursday creating our um our topics that we will talk about this week mm-hmm. and by Thursday we were talking one of the topics was uh is it time to panic on on the baseball team because we had just finished playing we had just played Latte La we, we were we were up six four in the, in the in the in the top of the ninth. And gave up two runs, and ended up going to extra innings. Where we eventually lost the game, not by a walk off or 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 swing, but we walked in the winning run. Well, then on top of that, we had Dylan Cruz on third base, and a chance to tie the game, and we couldn't get a bunt down, and Cruz gets thrown out on third in the rundown. Thrown out on third. Um. One thing that I, I didn't want to talk about, uh, and we saw, especially um, with the series against Florida, um, when you have poor pitching and defensive errors, this team is it falls apart. Mm-hmm. When you play as close to a clean game as possible, this team is is lights out. They are they are the Omaha team that people were predicting. Um, but when you again, when you have Miss throws. Um, heck, if if you have two or three, you know, saying errors, this team is is this team is out of it. But when when they when they come together, they play in focus. Um, it's 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 night and day. Um, but it's 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 ironic that the football team kind of found their they found their they found their swag, they found their mojo against Florida. And the baseball team found theirs against Florida. They they lost. It. Yeah, we <laughs> we lost game one pretty. It was what? It's pretty it was, bad. It was like seven two eight two eight two was the game. And then last night, I started out to watch the game and I tuned in late. And it was uh, it before I knew it, it was eight nothing. Then it was uh eight four, and then they ended it uh sixteen four. Today I started watching. And before you know it, it was um, eleven nothing. 
It was uh, no, I, it was four nothing. Then yeah. they scored seven yeah. in the uh, in the top of the six, and went on to win twelve two, eleven two, eleven two. Um, thoughts. I, I know we don't talk baseball a lot, but um, hey, I, it ain't because we don't want to. We just don't. I say, I I throw some thoughts out there. Um, we know a little baseball. We know ball. Yeah, I I, I throw some thoughts out there. Um, like you like you did mention, um, pitching the pitching was kind of suspect. Uh, game one and games two and three, they kind of settled in and they kind of put kept kept Florida at bay with the bats and was able was able to you know hold them to zero spots for a few innings to to get our bats going and kind of get get into a lead and then they started pitching pitching with a lead which when you're pitching with a lead especially if it's 11 or zero or something like that mm-hmm. it's always a lot easier to do your job but i i want to give jay johnson a lot of credit and mm-hmm. uh making some adjustments that a lot of us were questioning his decision making um at certain points in time during the season but moving Doty to shortstop and uh moving him uh to the leadoff hitter and trey morgan at second that 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 kind of that kind of woke 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 some people up at the batting lineup, and we mm-hmm. saw Trey Morgan get his first home run of the season um, on Saturday, and he kind of got the offense going on Saturday. So I think uh, he he's he's kind of shown that he's pushing the right buttons here and there to kind of wake this team up when it needs to, and even some of the uh, the decisions when it comes to the rotation, like pitching Dutton on Sunday, and and you know kind of get letting him get in the groove and not taking him out. Once he, you know, gave up a run or two here and there, you know, it kind of just shows that he he does have his pulse on this team and he knows what's best for this team. And it showed that in game two and three of this series. Okay. Um, Dane, I didn't know if you were going to speak on it or say anything. Oh, no, I mean, I think Miles Brennan should go play baseball. <laughs> Bro, I, but this dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. One thing that I did notice in this game, it was it seems like it was a lot of tension in this game. Um six hit by pitches. Six hit by pitches. Um Florida pitching. I'm not saying they were uh they were intentionally hitting mm-hmm. LSU batters, but uh Well, I, I say this. They they got some bad aim. If, if, if they were trying to hit us intentionally, it it wasn't working out because it went hit batter home run, hit batter home run. For like the first couple of times they hit us, you know what I mean. So, but yeah, I will, I will say, I will say the umpire came out and warned both teams because there was some like Florida, Florida, Florida pitcher was struck out the inning or you know struck out the last batter and he walked off staring down the LSU dugout. So when LSU hit hit their first couple home runs, you know they came out celebrated with a little extra, you know, a little something extra mm-hmm. on that for it, and then he he warns both both dugouts. Then there's multiple LSU players hit by pitches after that, and you don't do anything. Like if you're gonna warn, if you're gonna warn both dugouts, you know, for the chippiness, then when somebody gets hit by a pitch, especially in the face or in the helmet, you gotta throw out the pitch. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. that was a terrible job of trying to control the game by the umps. Uh, yeah, I, I just noticed it, and it, it just seemed um, it, it was um, yeah, it, it just seemed real chippy real chippy um but hey again i'm glad to see um i'm glad to see the baseball team turn this thing around and um hopefully they they can keep on um but let's let's let us also move on 
Um, let's talk a little bit about HBCUs. All right. So we had our HBCU hour talk last Thursday, and it it was it was a a, a great talk. First of all, shout out to Miss Love um, at Yard Talk HTX on on Twitter. Um, she was phenomenal. We all learned a lot, gained a lot of information um, about uh, primarily about Grambling, but also about you know other the, the SWAC as a whole or HBCUs as a whole. NIL um, also. NIL is was big. Um, HBCU hour is not a. It was not. It's not going to be a trending topic. Someone and she kind of was joking and poking fun at us on on Twitter and I and I told her was like, hey, HBCU is not an appetizer over here. It's going to be. It's an entree. Mm-hmm. So I do want to announce that we will be doing HBCU hour at least once every other week. We will have on guests to talk, uh, bring you the latest news and stuff. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to talk HBCU over here on our main Golden Boot podcast. Um, we first got together. The first thing we said that is we want to bring light to HBCUs, and we're going to talk about. Them. Um, so let's talk about Grambling. And Grambling does this every year, and I love it when they do it every year. I know they've done it against LSU a few times, but Grambling brought out their Negro League uniforms to pay tribute to those you know pioneers from the Negro League days. Um. First of all, those uniform each each player usually wears a, a different uniform from a different team. Um, and those um throwbacks again to the pioneers of the early days. Uh some of those teams, the the uh Negro League teams still exist to this day as as um minor league teams. The Birmingham Barons being one of them, um, is a affiliate of the Chicago uh White Sox. Um but I, I love those those uniforms. Um yeah, they 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 drop they two games uh this weekend in Southern though so yeah they 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 they, they, they might have they might have looked good but I don't know how good they played this weekend but well, I, I think they won the game when they won the uniforms okay well see they should have wore the week the uniforms all weekend and they might have would have had better luck now they're not the only ones who got you know saying had came out with some nice uniforms or, or brought out some some good looking spiffiness the uh, football team announced Ooh. their Got some new uniforms. I like that. I like yeah. that. Say what you want. The boys gonna look good. Yeah. The boys gonna look good. Hey, hey what 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 prime I always say? When you look good, you feel you good, good. You play good. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So um, and that's also uh this weekend is uh the spring game uh for Grambling. Again, those events opening up Friday night, the black and gold black party. Uh, junior day on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Then they've got a tailgate uh, that's scheduled before the game, a crawfish crawball, I mean crawfish ball and, and, and tailgate, and then it's the spring game. Um, hey, do they know, I know the crawfish in uh, North Louisiana? Ooh, he calling you out. <laughs> yeah. Come hey, on, hey, Southern. Hey, hey, hey how, how, how's the crawfish in Oklahoma? <laughs> Listen, first of all, I ain't gonna laugh at that because that ain't that wasn't even funny. I barely have any here in Alabama and it hurts my feelings. Every yeah. time I see somebody who 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 posts a picture of like they crawfish boy, I, I hope mm-hmm. they catch a cramp. Bro, I see y'all, y'all know all the crawfish the, the crawfish the best crawfish come from South Louisiana. You know, the best mm-hmm. around. I mean, all right, Captain Obvious. 
<laughs> but anyway, I will I will be in attendance for that uh that Graham spring game. So yeah, I I I try to have a um a good report for us. Yeah, a, a report, a little game summary for y'all whenever Let us know um, how to next time we we'll do this. All right, yeah, I so got, I got you, bro. So I want to have a little fun before we get out of here. It's been brought up on a few shows. Uh, Tigers Avenue brought it up. Uh, AYS talked about it. And we were going to do a top five sports movies. <laughs> I couldn't stick to five. I got ten. Me so, too. <laughs> I, well, I got. I, I'm not going to say I got ten. I got. Uh, yeah, I got ten. I actually. Oh got no, 10. I got ten. I got, I got ten. Five. All right. So, Chris, do you got you do do you have any any? I'm I'm gonna let you go first. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you got my top, top three, top two. What you got? My top top five sports movies. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm gonna go. My I'm gonna start from five and up. I'm gonna go hardball okay. at five. I'm gonna go four. Ooh. I'm gonna go um, Friday Night Lights. Mm. And I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna go. Um, Remember the Titans. Two. I'm gonna go. Uh, we are Marshall, and one it gotta be. It gonna have to be. Who is a hard choice? Coach Carter. Mm, Chris got mm, some good taste. Good. Hey, 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 I forgot I about say, hardball. I, I was just about to say I forgot about hardball. I forget about G baby. G baby. I'm still <laughs> traumatized. I'm finna, I'm finna oh have God. to change mine now, Rick. Nah, I ain't gonna change it though. I ain't gonna. I'm stick by mine. I'm mean, stick by mine. That's a good one though. Oh my God, I forgot about hardball. Okay, dang you. What you got for? So I got five. I like I like Chris's approach, starting at five. So. Uh, my fifth one is Year of the Bull. Uh, if you haven't saw that, what? great movie, bro. It's a documentary. All right. Number four. <laughs> number four is The Longest Yard. Number three, The Water Which one? Boy. Which huh? Longest Yard? The original. Oh, the one with Adam Sandler. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Water Boy. Uh, Invincible. I, one of my favorite movies. And number one, one. Number one. It's not even close. Friday Night Lights. Classic. Mm. Okay. I forgot about I forgot about um I forgot about Waterboy. I yeah. did. I did. And I think I still Invincible a good one though. That's a good one. I ain't that, that is a good one. All right. Yeah. And, I haven't seen Invincible right. yet. All right. I'm with I'm with you, Pooh. I got I got like ten of them. <laughs> well, I do got ten. So number ten, uh Chris mentioned it. We are Marshall. Mm. Um, Excellent movie. No number nine is uh forty two. Oh, I, yeah, I, just, yeah, I, forgot, I forgot about that. One. Forgot about that one too. Number, number, number eight is Hurricane. Mm. Um, okay. Number seven is White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> oh, six, how you gonna put that at seven? Number six is Any Given Sunday. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Number five is The Program. Mm. Number four is Coach Carter. Okay. Number, number three is Ali. Number two. Number two is Remember the Titans. Okay. And, and number one is Coach Carter. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, oh, right. my bad. My bad. I said Coach. My, number one is I'll, Glory Road. My bad. I'm about to say Glory said, Road. Oh, okay. Glory Road. Glory Road. Yeah, I said All Coach right. Carter. So Glory Road, number one. My bad. All right. So, so I can name five more since Ant name five? No, nah, we passed you. We, we passed you. We passed you. We passed you. So when I started this list, I started naming them. I, can't, I couldn't put them in the order, though. So... I'm gonna have to go, you know what I'm saying? I had to just come out with mine and um 
I have to replace one of mine because I forgot all of. Well, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm gonna stick with what I got. So here we go. Uh oh. Hold on. Here we go. <sighs> Gridiron game. <laughs> oh, I forgot okay. about that movie. Yeah. Okay. Friday, Friday Night Lights. One, I know y'all ain't. I know y'all ain't do this one, but Pride. Y'all remember Pride uh, with the swimming movie? Yeah, with the swimming movie. Swimming yeah. movie. All right, any yeah, given Sunday. Swimming movie. Remember the Titans. <laughs> White men can't jump. Coach Carter. I know y'all. I, okay, this next one. I know y'all probably don't remember it. It might, you know, unnecessary roughness. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. How nobody All ain't right. gonna put he got game on their list? I forgot about he got oh, game. I'm gonna But I went my love basketball. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, wait a minute. I don't know how y'all did not have this. The sandlot. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know what? You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. You know what? Hold up, I ain't even finished. I got one too, though. I know. How do you forget this one? Space Jam, Michael Jordan. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it, it's was, a million. It's like trash. Team. Wait. What? Yeah. You Space, Space Jam, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I the can't first Space Jam. It was all right, but it, it ain't it, it ain't mentioned worthy. What? You what? You what? Ain't, you all right. Well, I believe you, I Have you watched that movie as an adult? Um, man, no, I have. All right, then go watch it again I, as you go and get back with me. I, I watched it with I my kids not too long ago. Hey, I, hey, like, bro, hey, I got one. I got one for that. It's a very forgettable movie, bro. <laughs> Forget? I, no, hey, okay. I, 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 would, I would say this, though. One, one, movie, one movie I forgot was Blue Chips. Blue that was Chips. Oh, my. Yeah. That's the one with Shaq on it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got one for you, though. Go ahead. Y'all remember uh, Never Back Down? Ah, yeah, the UFC uh, movie. Yeah, ah, that's a fire oh, movie. Yeah. That's a yeah. fire movie. Yeah. Ain't nobody yeah. say. Ain't nobody say Hoosiers. You know, ain't nobody. I, say, I, I thought because it was trash. We didn't mention Hoosiers on my list. We didn't, we didn't mention like Bull Durham or the natural, no baseball movie. I said forty two, but that was the oh, only one. in the outfield. If, if, if I if I in the outfield, yo, Chris, Jesus, he got happy. Okay. Ain't nobody say, ain't nobody say Lil John. That was my favorite movie. Oh, Lil John. I tell you what. Station of Puerto Rico. In, in, Bro, he's got game with a top five sports movie, though. It is. I, it I agree is. with you there. Yeah, but I if, that I, if I was going to say baseball, I forgot Major League. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and The Rookie. The Rookie, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. The, the one with the. Uh, Hoover, what's not, the movie with the monkey at the picture? And hey, what about Rudy? Nobody going to rate Rudy? Was he was outside. That's a classic. Anyway, hey, he I agree. Outside. I agree with Daniel though. Invincible better than rookie. Heck, I mean, right. it's better than Rudy. For sure. Hey, we're Marshall Cole too. I have, I, I, have, Cole. I have not watched. We are. I, I, I know the story, my name, but I have not watched. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it because bro, look on y'all face. I know. I know. Yeah, that's a great movie. Hey, what about the replacements? Speaking of AYS, I do. I do NBA. like the replacements. I do like the replacements, but I heard that. I thought somebody named the replacement. Hey, it's no, replacements it's not, like when the women, the women take over for uh no, oh, no. that's that's the that's, other that's baseball movie. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. one, yeah, that's one you got there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, hey, hey what, about, what, about, what about this sport? What about this movie? Jerry Maguire. 
Okay. Show me the money. What about the? What's the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the other movie with the women? Uh, the woman coach football. It's called Black Cats, Wildcats, or something. Wildcats. 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 Yeah, that was a good movie too. Yeah, so. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go out night. We just keep all right. Moving. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Doors of the church is open. All right, all right. We've come to the section of this, uh, the, the part of this program where we start winding down, and this is altar call. We need some of y'all to come to the front of the congregation. Who going first today? Should I go? My mind pretty simple. <laughs> uh, I want Tom Brady to come to the altar. My man Tom Brady decided about a week ago that he was going to come out of retirement, right? Tom Brady, you are pathetic, okay? I think Tom Brady is ring chasing, all right? He's doing the same thing the NBA stars do. They try to hop on different teams and try to go to the hottest team. It's ridiculous. Stay your butt in Tampa Bay and lose, okay? Lose like <laughs> anybody else. Just lose. It's okay to lose, Tom. You don't got to win the Super Bowl every year. All right? Leave Miami alone and stay in Tampa. Shame. All right, Chris. I'm going I'm to I'm call out the eight teams that didn't show up to JSU's uh, uh, Pro Day. You could have sunk mm. the water boy. You could have sunk the camera lady or somebody. Don't be disrespectful <laughs> and not just come at all, man. Go to them guys. You got quality players at those uh, HBCUs. Don't be disrespectful. Those guys work hard every day, just like the Power Five school. Send somebody, bro. That boy said yeah. something. Yeah. All right, and you ready? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna call out LSU fans in a sense. Get them. We gotta, uh, we gotta stop being so overreactionary, man. We we lost the game to to Louisiana Tech, and we lost one game to Florida, and everybody was questioning whether or not Jake Johnson was the guy for the job, and should we find another coach, and all these kind of things. Then we go, we win two back to back against Florida and take the series, and now people are saying that this is an Omaha team again, and we World Series bound. Like let let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's let the season play out, and let's see who we are at the end of the season. Let's stop overreacting to every game. Yeah. All right. Baton Rouge Media. I need y'all to step up. Preach. <laughs> First, you was upset that Brian Kelly wasn't doing interviews. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing press conferences. Then Brian Kelly not only does one press conference, he does two to introduce his new style. Then Brian Kelly opens up practice. And what do you do? You complain that you got to wait till the end of practice to send out uh, information. And then young journalist makes a mistake and you jump on them like it's 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 this sin that is just oh the end all of, of all end alls. And you just you just bad rules media do better. Come on. Y'all have jumped on good coaches. Y'all have jumped on bad coaches and you defend the undefendable. Come on. Let's do better. Gots to do better. Gots to. to do better. All right, fellas. Well, we did, we went a little bit longer. We had a lot to talk about with spring football. Yeah. But again, we will be back next week um, with, with HBCU Hour, and we'll be back with the Golden Boot. And on that note, it's time for us to take off. Y'all have a good one. 
Don't forget to right, like, guys, follow, and subscribe listen. on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube